Now, today I wanted to talk about strengthening the connection with your spirits or even establishing a bond with the spirit. So more so finding your patron or staring into a culture, a philosophical or spiritual practice or mythology. It could even be of a religious nature. So studying what resonates with you. Finding something that really hits home with you. Something that you resonate with so deeply that it's undeniable. A book that you pick up and you just can't put down. You can't stop reading it. You think about it before you go to sleep. You think about it when you wake up. You read it whenever you have time. Even little things. Doing something mundane and then you have a little epiphany. You're drawn to researching something, looking something up, having questions about it, creating an open dialogue, always ask, asking questions, whether that's asking questions while you're reading a book, so then you're looking to find the answer to your question, or just looking something up, trying to find the answer to it, pertaining to what the symbolic nature of that spirit's association with that thought or those symbolic references, whether it's seeing birds or bees or flies. It's just trying to find um, the answer to the ecstatic naturalistic way, uh, divination through nature, in other words. So seeing these things happening, falling into accordance, you're trying to categorize them. You're trying to put them in layman's terms so then your subconscious mind and the symbolic will be understood in your conscious mind, which is more literal. It's understanding that both of these things live in unison. It's kind of like the yin and the yang, that, that cosmic dance that's constantly in motion. This is giving us not only something to think about, something to research, something to to. to, to ugh. Something to either confirm or deny. Got a little tongue-tied there. Um, But something to either confirm or deny where we can look at it and either feel it subjectively, see it objectively, or be the overseer and not feel anything at all and then see the thesis and the antithesis and then come to our own conclusion in the end. Because ultimately that's what everything is based upon. Just like you have religion, like the Abrahamic religions. Now each one has their set rules. Then you have the antithesis for those. Like uh, Christianity, you have Satanism or Luciferianism. You have um, the Quran. Now Muslims um, have their practices. Don't uh, wear red from head to toe. Don't smoke out of room. Don't do a groveling position. Do not call the jinn. Do not drape the walls with blankets. Then you have people that practice jinn magic that do the complete opposite of that. So initially, you have the thesis and then you have the antithesis. Just like Kabbalists, they practice uh, light body activations and navigating the, 
the tree of life. Then you have uh, the people that practice the clip off and almost like sabotage Evie's uh, aspect of um, anti-Kabbalah, the, the sabbatic craft, sabotage Evie's um, sabbatic craft, you could call it. But it does go back a lot longer than that. It's not necessarily all debauchery. But how each one of these have different parallels and things that we have to understand. Like say you studied the right-hand path for years and then you got curious about the left-hand path. Not necessarily the grass is greener on the other side, but that there's, there's missing context and that there's things that need to be put, put in perspective and even vice versa. But for the most part, I haven't really known many left-hand path practitioners that have studied the right-hand path afterwards unless they're looking at the old manuscripts like uh, the heptom- heptameron, um, working with angels and, and things of that nature. Because usually they're, they're fairly well-read. But um, with any culture or any spiritual practice, there's always things that you have to kind of compare notes with. You have to find the primary sources. You have to do the cross-referencing. You have to make sure that every little detail is put into its specific category without labeling it or without uh, judging it for something, without like a full description or a full diagnostic of what it truly means, what it truly entails, and how important that actually is to be able to to put down on paper and say, this is 100% um, not even my opinion. This is just what I found. This is my source. This is the importances or the importance of these things and how it could be authenticated through just studying the sources themselves. Although a lot of things are common sense, there's a lot of things that may not make sense. Um, there's many connotations within magic. There's many connotations within not only magic, but uh, mythology, and then applying mythological aspects to to your practice with how they resonate with you. And at times it is hard to not categorize things um, in the wrong light. Like how many people believe that uh, devil worship falls under a specific category, or that it's dark and inherently evil without acknowledging that we have a shadow self or that we need to integrate our shadow. Like these things, they often fall into a, a murky water or a gray area of um, philosophy and magic and even psychology. Like parapsychology, for instance, um, an umbrella term that really gave way to the way that Everybody really sees occultism and sees psychology and sociology, the way that the brain works, um, the way our personalities either collide or combine to create a new philosophy or create an enemy, just off of difference of opinion. So I think that um, no matter how much we experience subjectively, we also have to experience those things objectively, but ultimately be the overseer at the same time. So it's looking at things from different perspectives and even other people's perspectives. Because at some point, 
the world is going to need a lot of people that are the voice of reason. And when that voice of reason is silenced, like um, the censorship that's happening all over the world uh, in many different ways, shape or form, all of these things are also what's happening when people ignore what's in their subconscious mind, ignoring their shadow selves, and then allowing that um, monster in the closet to, or monster under their bed to to come out, right? Because it's in a sense... Um, summoning a demon because they lack the better knowledge to understand how important it is to learn from something that is beyond themselves. So with that being said, moving forward, with every person comes a spiritual association, something that has resonated with you deeply, whether it was when you were a little kid or it was a turning point in your life where you wanted to know that there was more out there and you've possibly always known and started to question it more and more. And then these things started to fall into accordance. They all started to be aligned with not only the person that you were becoming, but seeing how people would fall out of your life unexpectedly, seeing how things would change slowly and it starts integrating new ideas. And I think that's, that's what brings people together ultimately is finding a new way of life and a new philosophy and then sharing that philosophy with other people. Not necessarily like uh, herd mentality or groupthink where everybody needs to think the same thing and agree on things, but it is good to find people that are on the same wavelength as you and on that same, what would you call that? I guess everything would be copacetic between between two people. Even if there is a difference in opinion or difference in belief, it's being able to share ideas without being judged or condemned for it. So looking at some of my earlier inspirations, like um, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean and how... I took a very dark time in my life and then applied that to studying it religiously. At the time, uh, my aunt was going through some things and she ended up slitting her wrist on the phone uh, with me and I couldn't get the sound out of my head. Um, So all I did was study Dr. Doreal's Emerald Tablets of Thought the Atlantean. And I studied that religiously. I literally recited it like a prayer every single day for weeks on end. And I did that multiple times and then began to branch out once I felt like I, I couldn't read it again. It was one of those things where it was like, no, I, I need to move on to the next thing now. And I just applied that same lackluster for, for escapism into finding myself through escaping, right? Like I did not want to make the same mistakes as the people... Um, that have had horrible lives, like whether they're my family or friends or friends of family, it it really didn't matter to me. I didn't want to be that person. So I started to apply things uh, that I learned from personal development and started to apply things that I learned from occultism. I was basically just looking for different ways to find the same end result. And then a lot of them ended up leading to some beautiful experiences. 
Other things were fairly short-lived. Excuse me, I need a drink of water. But, um, I feel like it is really self-evident when you can look at something and reflect on it and then see how far you've come with anything. It could be with class. uh, It could be with, you know, looking up new things, even just finding something randomly. It could be finding your joy through childhood experiences and then recreating that in your everyday life every day. And some people don't have those, unfortunately. Um, like even even my brother, who's like, I I don't I can't remember um, any any like happy moments that I could recreate <laughs> from my childhood. <laughs> it's like, well, you don't really have that good of a memory, so well, I'll find you something. <laughs> but. Um, there's a lot of really interesting things that can be utilized, especially if you're living in the present moment. Because I think living in the past, it's never really done anybody any good. And um, saying that you're going to be happy in the future or be happy when this happens or that happens. And life, life happens when you're busy making other plans. So it's not really going to always work according to plan. And that plan A may not lead to a plan B or a plan C, and it might work out. But you always have to make sure that you understand that everything is temporary and no plan is foolproof. Because that way, applying that to magic or applying that to work or applying that to art or applying that to life in any way, uh, even relationships, all of that still aligns with wanting something more and then being prepared for the worst but hoping for the best. I hope you all enjoyed this.